0: Welcome to on the way. This is Tony Chris and this is the 365 Bible reading plan. This is January the 6th and we are looking at Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8 is part of the continuing story of Noah and his wife, three sons and their wives and how God Took care of them, protected them, and delivered them from the flood that destroyed all flesh upon the earth. The flood that the water level reached high above the highest mountain on earth. This was a worldwide flood. And all over the earth, the subterranean oceans, the waters beneath the earth, the waters above the earth came together. There was volcanic action. There was turmoil. The earth was in one sense turned upside down. We know that now by the vegetation we have found that has created the great oil reserves under the deserts. Literally, God turned those parts of the earth upside down. Others in the Sahara, desert as large as the United States of America is in landmass. We find petrified wood there where there had been forest. We see that all over the world. And the flood was worldwide. It changed the topography of the earth. God started brand new with Noah and his sons and their wives. And chapter 8 is the story of how all of that flood After almost a year, Noah was now ready, and he sent out messengers. He sent out a raven, he sent out a dove. The reason he sent out a dove is he knew that a dove would have to have something, some tree to land in, and he wanted to see if anything was going on by way of vegetation. And indeed, he found out it was not. And so he waited a little bit longer till the flood receded. This is what chapter eight is all about. And And then the second time that Noah sent out the dove, it brought back an olive leaf and he knew that the flood had receded. And so he waited a period and then he came out. And the Bible says that God gave a covenant to the earth through Noah. And the scripture says in verse 20, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. In other words, the first thing that he did as soon as he got out was not go exploring, but he did what all of us should do after deliverance. We need to worship God, and that's what he did. And Noah built an altar to Hashem, to the Lord, to God himself, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. This is why I said there had to be more of the clean animals than the unclean for more than one reason. This is one. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I destroy again every living thing as I have done. This is an amazing statement. Man's heart is desperately wicked. It was before the flood. It is after the flood. And even though, according to chapter 5, Enoch was a man who was walking with God, and he so walked with God that the Bible says God took him one day. He never died. God just took him to heaven. But Enoch also was a sinful man. He walked by faith. He is that one that we all look to as that first one. Elijah was the second that was taken to heaven without dying. But there were men of God. Enoch was one of those, and he was the exception. And then you had Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace is God giving us something and acting toward us in a way that we don't deserve. By the fact that the Bible says God gave him grace, he found grace and favor in the eyes of the Lord. Well, if he was perfect, why well, he would have needed grace and favor. You see, even Noah's heart was wicked and needed to trust in the true and the living God in order to be saved, and that's exactly what he did. He took God at his word, and he proved that by living it out in obedience to God in spite of the circumstances and his surroundings, and in spite of all of the mocking, that ridicule, and not listening to his preaching that indeed they needed to repent before the flood and turn to God, and so no one did that, all to say, even after the flood, Man's heart was still wicked after the judgment of God, because Adam's seed of rebellion was in him as it is in us. Just think about it. After the messianic age, a thousand years of total righteousness and godliness, and the Lord Jesus himself ruling from Jerusalem, and all of those of us who will rule and reign with him will be scattered across the face of the earth. We will be given territories to make sure that all is held in account there. There's all kinds of things that I'd love to tell you right now that are just right out of the Bible, but I must stick with this passage. And so as in the days before Noah, so it will be during the days of the Messianic age. But think about it, just like after the flood, after the judgment of God, after the goodness of God, like with Adam in the garden. Adam never in an environment that was sinful. He brought all of that upon the human race. Think about the Messianic age. When a man dies at 100, they will say he was just young. Can you believe he died at 100? It will be as though a child has died. And after all of the goodness of God in the Messianic age to come, The scripture says, when Satan is unloosed from the abyss, from the bottomless pit, he will go out and deceive as many as the sands of the seas, even after man has had it made and lived in total bliss for a thousand years, still man's heart will rebel against God. This is what God meant when he said that man's imaginations are even evil. But God said, I'm going to make a covenant and I'm going to do it in my heart, and then I'm going to do it with Noah, and he made a covenant to the earth. He said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And the scripture says that God, with this covenant, made a bow in the sky, and that rainbow is the symbol. It's not the covenant. Just like circumcision is not the covenant, baptism is not the covenant. It is a sign of the covenant. So was the rainbow. And as we get into the next chapter, chapter nine, we're going to see not only the bow in the sky and why God did it and why God put it there for all of us to still see all of these years after the flood, the millennials since the flood. Listen to me. In the next podcast, I'm going to show you the other side of the rainbow. But for now, this is Tony Crisp, and this is On The Way. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast.